Here's something that I bet you're going to find almost impossible to believe. You're going to find this almost impossible to believe. But I promise you it's true. I almost can't believe this myself. Like, we've done over 500-something podcasts. Now, who fucking cares, right? But a, a big number, like a lot of them. Not one time. Not once in that entire stretch. I've never done one of these without pants. Strange but true. And given everything you know about me and every minute detail of my life and my psychology, can you believe that not once? I'm like, you know what, just to, just to, just to throw me off balance just a little bit, just to, you know... Make sure I don't get stuck in some kind of a groove that's the wrong place creatively. You got to mix it up. Got to mix it up. It's like a, like a quality sex life. Or so, or so I'm told. Uh, this, this is kind of funny, too, uh, speaking, about, uh, speaking about sex life. In the, uh, in the last 24 hours, I've acquired three brand new books for my reading pleasure. And yeah, I'm going to tell you what they fucking are. Because each book individually, sure, they're pretty nerdy. You put these three books together on the same motherfucker's desk, and you are looking at the desk of a person who never has aspirations of sexual intercourse ever again. Uh, the first book is, uh, I mean, just the title alone, uh, My Bookie Wook. You guys, right? It's it's the first uh, Russell Brand uh, memoir, and and I like Russell. I like the person he's uh, he's evolved into. And uh, I heard that a memoir of sex, drugs, and in uh, stand up. Although Russell's picture on the because remember when Russell Brand first came out and his hair was just like is bad. Like the cover of the book was so bad, I didn't know what to do. Like I I couldn't walk around with this with this. Like, you know, good-looking man, but this is a horrible, horrible picture. It's just, it's just, it's something about it. It wasn't going to work. Luckily, last year sometime, I was just, you know, shopping online like a, like a manic person does. And, uh, and I saw this Suicidal Tendency shirt that I actually owned as a teenager. And I ordered that directly from the Suicidal Tendencies camp. And it came with a Suicidal Tendency sticker. And this Suicidal Tendencies bumper sticker kind of has been in, uh, it's been in my magic wood box of special things, uh, just waiting, because I knew I only had one Suicidal sticker. I want to put it someplace good. Um, maybe the front of a book isn't uh, the best place, but it makes it readable. So I'm not sure if the, they're going to print any more of these, but if they do, they should, uh, they should put that sticker on. Also, I got this... Uh, uh, used uh, uh, from the Amazon. I think this book ran me $4.06. And based on the first chapter, worth every penny. Um, I think about like who, because it's a used book, right? You don't get books from the library. Do you think about like who's had them before you and what was going on in their lives when they read it and what it meant to them? And anyway, I think about that stuff. I think we all kind of leave our energy in things like books. Uh, anyway, uh, that, that's the least uh, nerdy. Like, in theory, someone reading a Russell Brand book could uh, have sex again. But, uh, but these next two, these next two. Um, sacred Geometry. Yes, that's right, friends. Sacred Geometry. 
for artists, dreamers, and philosophers, Secrets of Harmonic Creation. <laughs> uh, this author actually uh, lives in uh, Bellingham, Washington. But I, I find a, a sacred geometry, just fa- I know nothing about numbers, I find math very confusing. But the sacred geometry, the, the way that um, all these different geometric patterns consistently reproduce themselves through every element and every part of nature in the universe, it's, uh, it's fascinating. Plus, if, I'm not even saying when, I'm saying if, I got the plan to, but if I get to uh, go see my babies in Orlando for, uh, for Christmas, me and uh, my biggest girl, Vivi, uh, we're going to get some, uh, gonna get some tattoos. That's a daddy-daughter dates, you know? Um, and anyway, there's a... Uh, I was thinking about a, uh, a little sacred geometry piece, but uh, anyway, I'm going to learn a little more of that. And then the last book. This is fun, isn't it? This is... Wow! I was finally... You know how long I've been thinking about doing a... Uh, Well, the reason I haven't done this is uh, is it's a uh, it's a terrible idea, but uh, <laughs> and I think I think this is proving why I know I know what is this third book? I know it's such a thrill. The anticipation is killing you. You're, you're, I know. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Um, but I want to do like a weekly show and tell with, with just some of just like the strange thing. Like I, I I don't have a couch. I don't have a car. I don't own a bed. I don't own a dresser. So the only things I've kind of been able to, to carry through my life is just like these little, t- these odd little fucking things. I want to do like a show and tell. Should like my weekly show and tell be like my first, uh, my first Instagram story? Because I've still never done a fucking Instagram story. Or does that have to be? I don't want to do a fucking YouTube channel. I, uh, anyway, I t- the idea is not that good. Unless we all did it. Unless we all played along. Fuck throwback Thursday. What? No, no more picture. Unless you're, uh, unless you're Sophia Vergara, then just keep them coming. Then you just keep them coming. Everyone else, I just. Every time I think like throwback Thursday, like died like three to five to nine years ago. It's it. One week it hasn't. I get very confused. I don't understand. Uh, the last book here, the subtle body. I love silent bees. The as in succumb, the subtle body, an encyclopedia of your. This word is very important. Of your energetic anatomy. What? Huh? Huh? This thing is like a giant. It's like a fucking medical textbook, but like of a of a Eastern. Um, the subtle body, an encyclopedia of your energetic. Anatomy, it's all shockers and reflexology, and it's just, I, I can't imagine me reading every single word and every single chapter of this, but it's, uh, it's interesting. It really is. Anyway, so between, between the subtle body, an encyclopedia of your energetic anatomy, a book on sacred geometry that's full of fucking geometry, and a uh, who doesn't want to read uh, one of uh, Russell Brand's many, many fine books. So, anyways, if you're wondering what happened to my penis, that uh, that's it. That that happened.
And uh, for those of you that are uh, just here for the mediocre segues, I've got terrific news. You know what else is messing with my penis? Don Lemon. Fucking hate that Don I, I just don't like Don Lemon anymore. I'm not sure I ever loved Don Lemon, but now every time I see Don Lemon on the CNN, I want to change the channel. Don Lemon, here's the thing. He's just become so histrionic. And sure, these are, as we like to say, times of tumult, right? I mean, the fucking COVID's a disaster. The Trump is making the, this post-election a disaster, and we've got to name a brand new baby panda at the National Zoo. So there's a lot going on. I understand how Don Lemon could get emotional. I, I, I get it. I think the thing that bugs me the most about his histrionics is often the word histrionic, and I've chosen that word intentionally, is a word to... criticize a female in the news business. And I guarantee you, if uh, Kate Baldwin or Brooke Baldwin or Brianna Keeler are out front with Aaron Burnett, if anybody, if any of the women on CNN, on any fucking news network, were acting as histrionic as fucking Don fucking motherfucking fucking Lemon, they would have been fired yesterday. Like, get, get... Don has already shared his retirement plans with the world, which I think are fabulous. He wants to get a job at Home Depot. He really likes Home Depot. He really likes working around the house. I'm sure that makes him a fantastic husband. But he can go do that. Go do that. Go, 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 go. Give that show to Pam Brown. Pam Brown is ready. Her numbers would be huge. If I had a news network, I'd just... Uh, I don't know who the second hire is, but I know the first hire is Pam Brown. You know, Pam Brown, the, uh, the daughter of the former governor of Kentucky, I'm told her wedding had lots of bourbon. More reason to get her on the payroll. Am I wrong or am I right? Heard a very depressing number about the election today, although I should not be surprised. 78% of Trump voters believe the election was fraudulent. Fan-fucking-tastic. I'm not going to do this tonight. I'm not going to do this tomorrow night. But one of these days, very soon, I promise. I'm tired of thinking about this nation's prospects for civil war, which seemingly grow more and more Fucking likely by the day. Jesus Christ, people, let's get it together. But it doesn't seem that we can. Especially where there's this... There is a system of information distribution that has never existed in the world before. For the first time in human history within the last dozen, 15 years. Hardcore Republicans only get the information from one place. Hardcore Democrats only get their information from one place. If we're going to continue to do that, we will never agree on anything. I mean, denying climate change is... is fucking insulting to the thinking brain and insulting to the concept of humility. 
That's crazy shit. Denying climate change. But denying COVID, denying a once in a century global flu pandemic, that's an entire other layer of just... I don't want to start espousing cliches about who these people are, but just fucking frustrating. Right? Like, how, how are we going to... Back to a rant from not too long ago, just a, just, a, just a piece of it, that the most concerning thing to me here, like, if we can't even come together as a country on the little stuff, the fucking little stuff, like wearing a mask, how in God's name are we going to tackle the big fucking challenges? Like climate, like, like, you know, fucking China, like, like, hey, fucking anything. Because every single problem that we have requires more sacrifice and more attention to detail than wearing a mask. But that was too fucking hard for us. That was too fucking hard for America to do. 250,000 dead. I saw in the news today, by Christmas, could be looking at 2,000 dead per day. And just the way the calendar works out. Because traditionally, as, as a country, or at least historically this last year, uh, when we've had these spikes of deaths, is like four weeks after any kind of holiday. Whether it was Memorial, Fourth of July, Labor Day. But with Christmas strategically always like that far behind Thanksgiving, I am man alive. Anyways, back to uh, back to a little something I'm working on. I'm not ready to unveil it yet, but rather than white knuckle drive into the civil war of whatever, I propose a civil divorce. Well, uh, that's forthcoming. Not today, not tomorrow, but uh, soon. I uh. I, uh, I promise. I do, I do, I do, I do. And now my favorite story of the day. Brand new baby panda at the Smithsonian National Zoo. And I'd say everyone loves pandas. And we do, unless, of course, President Trump would tweet that he fucking hates Chinese pandas. And then 78% of Republicans would fucking hate pandas. Um, but uh, they have not named the baby panda. It's a baby boy. And, uh, and these, these are the choices. And uh, they provided the translation, too, which is handy. Uh, the first name is uh, Fuzai, I believe. And I apologize if I pronounced any of these incorrectly. I'm not doing so out of uh, assholery uh, or douche- douchebaggery, rather just uh, ignorance and stupidity. Uh, so Fuzai, a prosperous boy. Or can I interest you in a little Xiao Shiji? I said that wrong. Uh, that's Little Miracle. Or Xing Fu, happy and prosperous. We can all remember that. Now we all know something. I think, is this Mandarin or Cantonese? I don't know. I think it's Mandarin. Um, or this one I like. It's uh, spelled Z-A-I, new word, capital Z-A-I. Zai Zai! That's a traditional Chinese nickname for a boy. And I got a little boy named Isaiah, who Zay Zay, uh, we call, just it. I don't know how it ended up that way. It's just, uh, you know, it's funny how your kids get, uh, get, get fucking names. Um, 
But uh, Zai Zai, uh, I think Zay Zay would like that a lot. And if we can make Zay Zay happy, the executive producer of this uh, cash juggernaut. It's not raining men. It's raining dollar bills. Hallelujah. And with that, I'm going to uh, I'm going to boot scoot. I've missed a considerable amount of the NBA draft now, and uh, my phone hasn't rang, so they're not going to call my name yet. But fingers crossed. Mantis has prayed. I'd say, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was me being very ambiguous about whether or not we're uh, going to do something tomorrow. I don't fucking know. If I feel up to doing something, we'll do something tomorrow. Fish be still back east. I'm just limping along here. Until we move the podcast, Dojo, we can maybe we'll talk about that tomorrow. You know what? Still haven't heard back from the, uh, those apartment people. I fucking. Uh, anyways, uh, I love you lots. Um, I'm confident that uh, Fish B, if uh, if he was here, uh, would also love you lots. But Fish B is a uh, back east pro bono lawyer on behalf of Jeffrey Tubin Scott, and I'm told right now, uh, Fish B has gotten a little too in over his head with some blow. So, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. He fucking he loves drugs. But that's what I heard about Fishby. Anyways, Audi. Uh, talk tomorrow. Adios, amigo. Or maybe, maybe, talk tomorrow.